This is Ben Slinger from Podchaser and the Bitstorm podcast, and you're listening to Legends of Tabletop. Hey everybody, this is John. And this is Vince. And you're listening to Legends of Tabletop. Creating legends one die at a time. Good evening everybody. I've got Ben with me tonight and we've got episode 113. I can't believe it's been so many, but here we are. <laughs> How's it going, Ben? <laughs> yeah, going pretty good, pretty good. How are you tonight? Oh, not too bad, not too bad. Uh, I want to compare a complete non sequitur before we start. I'm sitting on the couch. I'm doing research for tonight. I'm going through all the stuff and I look up and there's a commercial for shark week. All right, whatever. It's, uh, Michael Phelps versus a great white. And I'm just like, what the hell is happening? Man, he sold out. (laughs) Yeah. I assume he's not in the water with a shark and maybe it's like speed things and whatever, but I was like, man, they, they must really be stretching at this point for shark week. Little known fact, but Michael Phelps actually has three rows of teeth in there, so it might be an even, <laughs> you know, even match. <laughs> it could be. I was just, I was, I was a little flummoxed. I was like, all right, I'm just going to turn this off and go back to it. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not something you see every day. No, not at all. Not at all. All right, so you're a lead developer over here on this uh, this monstrosity, this this huge thing we've got going on for Podchaser. You guys have been active for, I guess, just about a month now. Um, yep. The the IMDb of podcasts. That's that's a pretty big aspiration. Yeah, well, that's that's kind of how it was pitched originally. So, funnily enough, yesterday was we realized the one year anniversary uh, since my co-founder Bradley posted in Reddit to say. Hey, like, does anyone know of something that's basically the IMDb of podcast? That's what I'm looking for. And hey, if not, do you want to help me make it? Uh, and, you know, there's sort of a flurry of people who responded, myself being one of them. And we just happened to, our visions kind of aligned on it as we spoke. And we brought another few people on board and started building it. And yeah, we've got to this point where the, you know, we released this beta and, you know, we've had a great, a great response so far. Uh, it's it's been really it's been really cool to see that there are a lot of other people out there who obviously also share our vision. You know, um, they they've been looking for something like this. We've had multiple people say that they've you know they get together and have have speculated in the past that they should build something pretty much exactly what like what we're doing. Um, so yeah, it's it's been it's been really good, and we're hoping that it can continue to grow and we can get people on board and and you know a lot of it is about uh the community because there is such you know podcasts are one of those things that really have uh a community who who are just really into it right they they love podcasts you know i i'd be really interested to see what the sort of the average number of podcasts people have in their queue because i feel like it'd be relatively high and i think there are many people out there who listen to one podcast uh and so yeah, we're, we're, we're really hoping that Podchaser can can be a resource uh, for them and sort of a gathering place. We are down the line hoping to put, well, you know, looking into putting some more discussion sorts of things uh, in place. Um, and yeah, just a way to discover new podcasts, uh, share podcasts more easily. Yeah, there's a, there's a ton of stuff. 
Yeah, I feel like most people that listen to podcasts are into like, you know, averaging, you know, five or six, ten podcasts that they're probably listening to at any one time, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They and I think they start to collect them as well. I think people find more and more podcasts they want to listen to until they're at the point where they can't keep up. You know, they're, they're listening to podcasts at two times speed in their favorite podcast player every yeah. every second of the day to, to get through everything they want to listen to. Yeah, I, I think. Uh, but that's like, great, you know. Yeah. Now, I was going to say way back when, I think I was listening to probably about 20 podcasts at one time, but, you know, I listened all day at work. It was great. And then, you know, as my life situation changed, I've, I've parsed way down and it's really <laughs> hard to pick up a new show now. Cause I'm like, uh, I don't know when I'm going to listen to this now. No, no, I sometimes wish I had a job where I could, where I could listen to podcasts all day. Uh, that, you know, because you'd learn a lot, you'd laugh a lot. Like there's, you know, podcasts offer a whole lot. And uh, at the moment I kind of just stick to, you know, mostly comedy podcasts uh, that, that I keep up with and, and then occasionally go back to listen to, to some of the others or maybe binge on, binge on one for a while. Right. Uh, well, if you like yeah. comedy and improv, I'll throw out the two black eyes podcast. That's one of the, the network's own run by uh, GM Neil, who's also running two of our actual play campaigns. So I'll throw it out there. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I'll check that out. I'm I'm always I'm always looking for for good new comedy podcasts and particularly improv. Um, you know, I've, I'm I'm just a fan of improv, and obviously, so I've, I have a I'm sure we'll discuss this, but uh, I have a podcast, Bitstorm, which is uh, a game design improv, uh, improvised game design podcast as well. So uh, two yeah, podcasts right up my alley. It's true, yeah. Uh, well, one one of them is is defunct now, as most podcasts tend to become, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, I haven't run the stats on Podchaser on how many podcasts in our database sort of haven't released an episode in the last three years, but <laughs> it's probably yeah. a large number. <laughs> um, no, that's right. I started podcasting with my friend Trevor um, just over a year ago uh, with Two Sweary Dads, which was a podcast about parenting. We both have young kids and uh, we were doing that for, we did 32 episodes but by the end, we were realizing that we're actually having more fun on this monthly segment we did, which we called Click Pitch, which is where we'd use a random word generator and pitch game ideas at each other. <laughs> uh, so we broke that off into its own podcast, which is now called Bitstorm. And, uh, and then I think after a couple of months realized, again, well, we're actually having more fun every second week when we do that podcast. So let's shut down the other one and do Bitstorm full time. So. Uh, yeah, and, and now we've been doing that for a while. We get sort of industry uh, guests on from the, the local ga um, games industry in Australia and other gaming podcasts, and yeah, just we have a lot of fun. <laughs> cool. Very cool. Um, so, so getting back to, to Podchaser, what, what makes yeah, Podchaser so different than other podcast aggregators like, you know, with Stitcher or Podbay or something like that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so one of the main things that we've sort of – one of the main things currently that we have that we have uh, that is, that sets us apart is we really focus on the individual episodes of a podcast, and so you know right now if you go to Podchaser, if you've got a beta key, you can log in. If you don't, you can, you can use the Legends of Tabletop key, or you can use the Bitstorm key if you like. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you you see that you get trending episodes right off the bat. And, and that's what we want to see. We, we were sort of sick of going to other aggregators and seeing that list of podcasts on the front page 
and it's it almost never changed you know it ended up being very static serial was near the top joe rogan was up there uh you know it it, it just it wasn't some place we it wasn't a place that you'd come back to every day to see what was new and that's really what we're hoping to do with Podchaser. and it's a challenge um and if you go to top rated right now you see there's a lot of joe rogan in there because we a lot we had a lot of Joe Rogan fans join us this week, which is fantastic. Right. <laughs> uh, we're hoping as we get more and more people in, that will sort of even out a little bit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the the idea is that you come back to Podchaser every time, hopefully every time a new episode of your favorite podcast comes out because you want to read reviews of it, what other people thought. Eventually down the line, you want to discuss it with people, um, or you just want to have your say. You know, you want to say, oh that you know, that was one of their best episodes yet. I'm going to rate that five stars. I'm going to leave them a review and, and let other people know. And hopefully you know, soon um, let the, the run, the podcasters themselves know. Um, one of the features that we're going to be rolling out in the near future is letting podcasters and podcast creators claim their feed on, on Podchaser, which will give them some element of control uh, on how that's displayed. Um, you know, most of the info we're still going to rely on the RSS feed because we, we feel like that should be sort of the single source of truth for the majority of things like your episode titles, your URLs, your descriptions, your images. Right. Um, but we want to let podcasters supplement that data with additional links, links to their social media, uh, links to their Patreon, um, you know, possibly additional images. Uh, we may even let them... Um, yeah, like add things to their show notes and, and, and supplement that in some way. Uh, and and yeah, we'll be, we'll be, we're taking feature requests. Obviously we'll be adding to that as time goes by, but uh, that's the idea is to, is to really just data uh, and, and have it be a destination for people to come back. Okay, cool. How did you guys build your, your podcast database? Uh, well, I mean, most of it's from iTunes. Okay. They're obviously the big fish and uh, they're probably the biggest database of podcasts out there because everyone submits their, their podcast to iTunes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not super easy to get that data <laughs> out of <laughs> iTunes. They don't just offer it up. They do have an API, which we've made use of. Um, they have listings of podcasts in various places that we've made use of. We were hoping that they have this um, affiliate program where you can get access to all of their app store data. Unfortunately, we discovered it does not contain podcasts, so that was useless to us. <laughs> but uh, so we're continuing on how we are, uh, and of course we're um, we're just taking requests from people to have their podcast added, and we'll very soon be allowing them to do that directly on the site um, to to add your um, RSS feed directly into Podchaser and. Uh, yeah, probably we'll just pause it on the fly and it'll be there within a few minutes. So. Oh, cool. Quick turnaround. So so if uh, somebody has a podcast right now and they notice that they're not in there, they can just send you guys an email and say, hey, we want to get in on, on Podchaser? Absolutely. Yep. Just send us an email. Um, we have a invitation link in our footer if, you, if you're signed into Podchaser <clears throat> um, to our uh, community Slack uh, channel. Getting some discussion happening um, and, and that's one way you can contact us as well. Um, and yeah, we've also, we have a bug report, um, tool on the site that's mainly for bug reports, but we do get people using that to <laughs> feature requests and 
And we're trying to make that more obvious exactly where they should go for that. But uh, yeah, there, there are multiple ways you can get in contact with us for sure. Okay, cool. Uh, and the front page uh, features, like you said, uh, episodes instead of podcasts. Um, and, and that's cool because, you know, you might find something there that you wouldn't necessarily be looking for. You'd be like, oh, there's this cool show on, I don't know, Roman history or, um, you know, Joe Rogan or whatever. <laughs> Absolutely. No, there's, so much, there's so much stuff out there. It's, it's kind of nuts. Um, we're we're going to be in, improving our um, tagging and category systems soon as well. So that's something that a lot of people have asked for, just uh, particularly people in the um, like tabletop gaming and, and actual play podcast um, sort of space because, as I'm sure you're aware, there's not really a great iTunes category that it fits into. You know, you have to go into games and hobbies or whatever. Um, so that's one of the things that we're going to be putting in place really soon is just more granular categories. Um, you're going to be like, we're basically going to let people put an unlimited number of categories on their podcast as long as they're relevant. Sure. Uh, and probably some, you know, we'll have it ordered in some way. We may even let users um, rate how relevant a, a category or a tag is on a particular podcast or episode so we can get a bit of feedback there. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's one of the big things is the, the categories and tagging system which I think will also set us apart to some degree. You know, most other aggregators out there just use the standard iTunes uh, categories because that's what's generally available in people's feeds. Right. But this, this is one of the areas where we do really want to supplement what's in the feed with something richer, which is, yeah, a broader range of categories. And, and, ta and the tags will come into it in a variety of ways. Um, I imagine people will probably be using tags more on specific episodes. And uh, our goal for that is, for one, help people search for things. Um, the way our index works, obviously, the, the only information we have initially for an episode, for example, is the title and the description. Sure. Uh, so what tags will be able to do is supplement that and let people uh, basically let it become a keyword for, for searching. So if someone puts in a tag of such and such, then... Being, searching for that tag will mean that that episode will at least have the option of coming up in the list. Again, we'll have a relevancy rating on that, that, that will let people vote on it and that sort of thing. But um, yeah, we, we really, we want to be the best search out there for podcasts on the internet. That's the goal. <laughs> right, right. Oh, you guys, you guys are off to hell of a start. So <laughs> thank you. I hope so we're pretty, we're pretty proud of the, the results we're getting right now. The speed I know isn't the greatest. We're working on that. But <laughs> That's it. You've got a lot of people coming in. So, I mean, that's, you know, a lot of people coming in and there's, there's over 18 million episodes in our database now. So it's, there's a lot of stuff to search. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff out there. But, and right now the, uh, the tagging feature is, uh, is fan generated or, you know, as a, as a podcaster myself, I could go in also and, and tag stuff, but it, but it's essentially user generated at this point. Yeah. It's, it's user generated. Uh, again, once podcasters can claim their pages, at the very least for categories for their overall podcast, they'll definitely have final say, uh, if not the entire say. We, uh, you know, we'll be asking for feedback from podcasters themselves as we roll it out, but it may just be that if you've claimed your feed, you, can, you just say what, what you want your categories to be and that's it. Um, tags will continue to be user-generated. And again, they'll, I imagine they'll mostly be on episodes. We let people tag podcasts as well, but we've found that people tend to tag episodes more, more often. Uh, but again, we'll, 
we'll be real, uh, we, we may give podcasters the ability to you know veto certain tags delete certain tags if they've been added by users um again we're hoping that the user that, that the community will help us be, just because it's necessary you know it, with the, with the database the size of ours it's impossible for for us as a company even if we hire 100 interns to to you know be be moderating all the tags that come in and making sure that there's no abuse happening and that they are relevant to to what they're being to what's being tagged uh, so we'll be providing basic, probably basic up and down votes on tags to say, yes, this is relevant. No, this isn't relevant. Uh, and, you know, there'll be a threshold there. So we're, we're kind of hoping that, that if the vast majority of people do the right thing, then those few people who are, who are inevitably going to come in and put stupid tags on things will just get downvoted, you know. Um, and Reddit is a, a big inspiration for us. <laughs> which is which is a funny thing to say considering some of the people who <laughs> live on reddit but sure, sure. i mean uh, just point of view and the way you know re really they're, they're quite good at making relevant things sort of float to the top um and so we're hoping we're hoping we can emulate at least some of that functionality okay now is there any sort of notification of someone to come in and, and tag bitstorm with um you know, uh, game design or something like that. Is there any sort of notification that you would get to say, hey, you know, episode blah, blah, blah got tagged? Um, yep, yeah, uh, there probably will be down the line. Okay. <laughs> That's a good idea. Uh, we, we, we've talked about some notifications. There'd definitely be notifications if you've claimed your page for any new reviews and probably ratings that you get an aggregate of them, you know, an email every, a digest sort of thing every day or something. Um, depend, you know, we'll probably give options on how you set that up. Uh, but um, yeah, that we'd, we'll probably give notifications of, again, maybe a digest of here are the tags that were added today. And that would let you go through yourself as a podcaster and say, oh, this person's obviously, you know, being an asshole and we'll just remove those or at least report them. Again, we don't know. Because <laughs> the thing is, we could have podcasters gaming the system too, right? We don't sure. necessarily want them to be able to remove tags that are relevant, but you know, might be slightly negative, um, which hopefully wouldn't be many, but we, it's just something we're gonna have to be aware of. So it's still all up in the air, but, but that's the general idea, you know? Sure, well, yeah, it's, it's still like a living living document as it were. I mean, things are still Absolutely. coming and going, so it's, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I, I would like to think that the, the podcasting community as a whole would not do that sort of stuff you know I mean, at least everybody that we you know associate with i can't see that would be an issue but I, I'm, I'm sure there's probably people out there that still would be like well you know it's not hurting anybody it's true it's true we've had i've been pleasantly surprised so far uh you know we've we've had a few thousand users come through the site and we haven't really had anybody who's just trying to be terrible uh, you know, they're, they're all pretty much using the site as intended. There's some, there are a few reviews that have come through with some questionable content. Um, notably on the day that we did post in the Joe Rogan subreddit and get a lot of Joe Rogan fans in. Uh, <laughs> I, I haven't even listened to his podcast. I don't know, but there's, there's a reputation there. Uh, <laughs> a couple of people lived up to it. But uh, no, in general, it's been really good. And yeah, we will definitely you know, we're certainly aware of how easily basically anywhere you can type into the internet, type into a text field on the internet that other people are going to be able to see. Some people are going to be terrible. 
uh, and abusive and hateful. And yeah, we've, we, we've thought about the fact that we're going to have to deal with that and, and have some strategies that will roll out. So sure. Yeah. It is the internet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm, I'm jumping back and forth in between the chat and right now, Trev and Bradley are both uh, vying for you for either prime minister or president. So uh, you've, you've got a lot of options. If for some reason this doesn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, screw you guys. As you, can, as you probably guessed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. One of the other cool things is you can see reviews uh, at the list level. So when you go to the front page, um, mm -hmm. that stuff is a bit, you know, so you don't have to go searching around for it. If a, you know, a podcast you haven't seen before comes up, you know, there's reviews there that you can check out and be like, oh, this is getting really good reviews. Might be something I'd be interested in. You know, you click the download That's, button and you're in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, literally just today we, we rolled out um, the fact that you can now get a count at least of the ratings and reviews for each episode. Uh, from that front page, from any list that they showed in, um, and you can click right through to to see the reviews, um, and it loads in pretty quickly to just to, yeah get an idea of of what people are saying about it. So that's exactly it. we we just a big again a big part of our main goal when we started this was the UI. Uh, one of the things we found was lacking with a lot of others, particularly iTunes, is the U. It's just not very usable. Um, we want to make it really easy. We want basically the lowest barrier of entry for people to come in and start rating things, start reviewing things. Um, and I mean, definitely, uh, I mean, at the moment we're in closed beta, so you have to sign up before you can see anything. But once we're in, once we're out of the closed beta, um, you, you won't have to sign in obviously to, to see those lists, to see those reviews. It'll only be any sort of interaction once you actually want to rate or review something that will require an account. So yeah, it will be really, we, we plan to make it really easy to just come in and, and see what's trending, you know, what's happening, what's new. Uh, again, another feature that we're hoping to put out um, is an actual like a trending topic or a trending search term, um, which will pull both from what people are searching for. And also one of the things that our indexing will allow us to do is look at recent episodes and pull out terms that are, that are coming up more prominently over the past week than, you know, the rest of our database sort of thing. So, um, you know, I, I haven't written that yet, <laughs> but I, but I imagine that, uh, you know, you'll get things like new, new movies that are coming out that are popular. Yes. I saw someone the other day, uh, on Facebook ask whether any people in this particular podcast group were talking about Edgar Wright's new movie, baby driver. Um, that's one of the things that would that would likely come up from a trending sort of topic like that. And I, you know, I typed that into Podchaser, and there were literally twenty five podcasts where people were already talking about it. It's twenty five episodes, right? right. So, um, yeah, I think that's the sort of thing that's really that's really going to make people, you know, hopefully come back and and they want to people want to listen to podcasts and if they want to hear it, you know, the, the the ones they're already subscribed to might not be talking about the stuff they want to they want to hear. So sure, sure. All right. Since you touched that we've talked about iTunes, you know, a little bit uh, tangentially here, you know, in the past, it's been like the go-to yeah. for podcasts. Like, are you on iTunes? Did you submit your feed? Did you, do but like you said, they're not really user-friendly. Like you've got to give a credit card to even like log in to do stuff. And you know, they're, the rating system is not fantastic because you get something that begins to get upvoted and then it's just there. So, you know, guys who have a little show, you're never going to see that recommended anywhere. 
No, no. Yeah, to be honest, I've got a lot to say about iTunes. <laughs> I probably shouldn't say a lot of it. Um, yeah, they, they've been the standard for the past 10 years and it really they, were, they brought podcasting into the mainstream. If you can, I mean, it's in the mainstream now. It's sort of people, are, I feel like every year people say podcasts are really blowing up like they're becoming the mainstream. Right. They've been saying that for the last 10 years. Um, but, uh, but, that, you know, but everyone still has to listen on iTunes, which is a horrible piece of software. Um, and yeah, I mean, for one to rate, you need to have iTunes or ha- I, can you, I don't know if you, can you do it? Well, it's Apple podcast now, right? But the app yeah. at least, um, I don't know if you know if you can rate within that, but I know that on iTunes you have to sign in. I've definitely had a lot of people tell me that no matter what username they, that there's some bug that's been around for years in iTunes, no matter what username you try to sign up with, it'll say it's already taken. Um, you know, I started my podcast. I tried to get my dad to rate it, as you do when you start a podcast, and he literally couldn't do it. <laughs> and he's the one that taught me how to program. Like, he's, yeah. he's, he's pretty savvy. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, and, of course, their recommendations and things. You know, everyone wants to get into new and noteworthy, but nobody knows how to do that. Mm-hmm. Nobody even really knows if it's an algorithm or if there are people behind the scenes who are choosing that stuff. Right. Uh, and so again, that was another one of our goals is we wanted to make it clear that you know, exactly why, you know, if you, if you look at our front page, you know why those things are on the front page. Um, you know, we want to be relatively transparent about our algorithms and, you know, we, we do show the exact number of ratings right there on the front page. You can see that it's, you know, if you go to our trending page right now, sure, there'll be a bunch of stuff that's being rated five stars but you can see that it's a single rating that's doing that. So that's probably got a bit less weight than the ones that are, you know, maybe rated 4.7, but have 50, 60 ratings. Sure. Sure. Um, yeah. Again, iTunes just, just doesn't really <laughs> make that clear. They've got their weird popularity rating that again, doesn't, nobody seems to quite know where that comes from. No. Uh, you know, and so they've, um, I mean, they've made some steps at this recent, um, whatever it was, conference thing that they do, I can't remember what it's called, uh, <laughs> where they did, they talked about podcasts, they've rebranded it, they're bringing out some extra stuff. Um, they've done one thing that, that as probably the only company who can right now, they've made extensions to the RSS spec um, to allow for some more functionality in there, uh, which is great for us actually, because obviously it's all, it's all public, it's all out there, we can use that too. So the more people that make use of those extra elements, around seasons and different things, we'll be able to make use of that too. So that's fantastic. Um, And their analytics as well, you know, that's, I mean, to be honest, that's going to compete with us where that's one of our monetization strategies down the line is to have premium accounts to provide podcasters like yourself with analytics on listening stats and different things. Um, So yeah, you know, they're, they're the big, the big dog in in the room and yeah, we're, we're just, we're, we're trying to, we're taking, we're coming from a different direction, I guess. We're, we are trying to give it a bit more of a, gra- a grassroots sort of thing. You know, we're, we're a relatively small team. Uh, we're still doing this in our off hours. You know, we all have full-time jobs um, and we're really just trying to, trying to build this thing to be something great for the community. Um, yeah. Right. Well, 
it's a good thing because they've been terrible thus far. You know, their their analytics are non-existent. You know, uh, Trev po uh, posted in the in the uh, chat that you know the ratings are by region. So like, you know, if I'm trying to find, yeah. you know, say the Dice Heroes and look for ratings, um, in the U.S. they're in Australia. You know, it's just it's it hasn't been. Uh, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you can see where that's come from because yeah, they have these different storefronts. Uh, within iTunes and, you know, they needed that for their music and for their apps where there's different prices and there's different things available in different regions. Uh, but for podcasts, it's just kind of hobbled, hobbled that whole system. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, we'll jump back up. Um, so we we're kind of talking about, you know, uh, listenership and ratings and, and, you know, getting people visibility and things like that. So, even with the system that you guys have in place, it still mm -hmm. seems like maybe for the most part, uh, podcasts with a smaller listenership still may sort of suffer from that uh, relegated to the sidelines kind of thing. If they don't have fans that come in and then review, um, you know, still kind of bumps mm -hmm. them out a little bit. Is, is that a, a problem that can be fixed? It's a good question. It, it's definitely a difficult problem. Um, Should it be fixed? Because, yeah. <laughs> depends on how good those small podcasts actually are um, <laughs> no i mean there there are there are probably you know any two types of podcasts that have low listenership there are those that just haven't reached their audience who would appreciate them and there are those who don't actually have an audience out there because they're either actually not that good or there are re there are things holding them back you know sure. um we definitely want to put tools in place to let that first group um, find their audience and, and promote them a bit better. Uh, we're hoping that the trending stuff will help with that. Um, at the moment it is to a degree, but that's mainly because we do have, you know, a, we're still starting off. We have a relatively low um, <clears throat> set of users who are, who are going in and rating things. So at the moment, basically anything that someone rates will probably show up on the front page for at least a short while, uh, which is great actually, because it means someone liked it. Hopefully someone else will, hopefully they'll see it. Um, we will, that will continue to help. The trending page is not about the rating number itself. It's about the, it's about people looking at that um, episode or podcast. Um, Again, though, like you say, you know, as, as we get bigger, the, the ones with huge fan bases are going to sort of still float to the top of that, um, which, is, which is an issue. Um, some of the things we've talked about doing, we're going to have featured spots. Um, we're going to have paid featured spots, which is one, one thing, but we're also going to have sort of some curated spots. Um, and we may even have some sort of algorithmically generated spots. They'll probably still be moderated in some way, but with the very idea being pull out, pull out a podcast that matches certain criteria. Um, and that might be, you know, that they've been going for a certain amount of time, but that they're, you know, at least from our perspective, their listenership is relatively low. Um, but, you know, but maybe that they've got a few five-star ratings in, you know, a few high ratings in there. So we know that they're, that some people think they're good. You know, there, there are a lot of different ways we can, we can sort of pull from that long tail of, um, of smaller 
but quality podcasts that just don't have that, um, you know, well, they don't have the celebrity stars or they don't have NPR backing them or they're not in a major um, podcast network, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, yeah, like you were talking about, you know, Joe Rogan and we were talking, you know, off air about, you know, like say Brian Posehn or Matthew Mercer, you know, their fans are rabid and, you know, they already have that that name mm. draws, you know, as a celebrity. So it's it's kind of hard for, uh, you know, a Joe Blow in his basement to kind of break into those ranks then, even if they're doing something, you know, pretty cool. I mean, you hope that people find it eventually, you know, it's slow road to get there, but um, it, it can be tough. Yeah. It can be for sure. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, one of the other things I'm hoping will help is just that we're generally hoping to make podcasts more discoverable based on what a particular person is looking for. Um, so, you know, all of our lists are filterable um, on, a, on a variety of different things. Um, and we're going to be adding more filters as we sort of figure out what the useful statistics are to be able to filter on there. Um, and, you know, a lot of those are just statistical. It's, you know, find me episodes that are more than 60 minutes long and you know, <laughs> this and that. But, um, that, you know, that were released in the past week or or whatever, but down the line, we're going to add things like um, we've talked about having location-based tags. So you could literally say, find me podcasts that are recorded within this, um, you know, this point on a map or of me or whatever. Um, so you can find more local stuff. Um, and obviously just the, the tagging in the category system will, will also help you narrow that down um, in different ways. Uh, and because we will allow more categories, more tags, hope we're hoping that that does make things more discoverable. You know, so if you if you're trying to find specifically tabletop podcasts, then you can get a you can get a list of them. You can filter that down, um, and yeah, you, you'll you'll have your different um, you know the the different games that you play. For example, can be tags themselves. So you you could get down to quite a granular level and. You know, maybe there. I, I don't know how many people are out there who are looking specifically for for these sorts of things, but we're hoping that we can provide them with the tools to find them. Okay, and and Bradley mirrored what you said just as you started. Granular filters will help with the smaller podcast to be found too. Keyword filters, yep. location filters, all the stuff you just talked about. <laughs> yeah, I told you our visions aligned. <laughs> <laughs> Great minds and all that, right? That's it. That's it. Uh, let's see. So you can, you can rate and review individual episodes as well as the podcasts overall themselves, which is, you know, pretty standard for that. Um, and, and you'd mentioned talking about premium service. So will you guys be moving to a subscription service or ad revenue base? How, how do you guys see yourselves moving forward? Probably a bit of both. Um, you know, there's, there are a lot of, you know, as anyone who's listened to podcasts know, there's a lot of sponsorship going on. Um, we may try to get involved <clears throat> with some of those sort of big, big names who are talking, who, who are already sponsoring podcasts, who might be able to help us out as well, have some campaigns there, um, or perhaps just more traditional, um, traditional ads, uh, premium services, definitely now, uh, nothing that's on the site now will, will ever be put behind a paywall. Of course, we want to make the discovery, the rating, the reviews, that's just always going to be open to everyone. Um, but. Podca- uh, we'll be offering premium services to podcasters themselves um, with analytics being one of the big draws there. Um, but we're hoping that we can, 
um, we're sort of we're behind the scenes discussing other things that will be that will be able to be offered there. Um, and we've even this this is completely not necessarily going to happen. We've only talked about it, but potentially premium services for listeners if they want that. Um, for one, if we did have ad revenue, then it would hide any ads if if that was something they wanted. Um, and you know, analytics for them as well. Probably some sort of you know little flare when they write reviews or something to show that they're a, that they're a supporter. Um, you know, it, it'd be almost be a sort of Patreon style model for for people who want to support Podchaser and get a little bit extra out of that as well while they're using the site. So, you know, we're hoping that we can make using the site fun and attractive enough that people would want to would want to be do, would want to do that and would want to show their support in that way and, and yeah, give them a little bit bit extra at the same time. Okay, cool. Um, and will podcasters themselves be able to advertise on the site? And, and how is that handled, you know, vis-a-vis -vis like, well, they paid money, of course, they're, you know, <laughs> on the rated to, you know, whatever. We've said from the very beginning that we're definitely not going to let podcasters just buy their way to the top of a, like a rated list or anything like that. Um, yeah, that, that's sort of uh, definitely another one of our revenue streams that we've talked about is podcasters themselves being able to buy um, featured spots, ad spots, um, but they'll be clearly marked. Um, uh, and, and again, it, it may even be, we'll, we'll probably have different levels of that. So, you know, hope, hopefully we'll get the traffic that the front page will be a, definitely a premium spot, but, you know, it, it might be more affordable for, affordable for smaller podcasts to be able to buy a spot, for example, on the tabletop gaming category page, and you know they're they're the ad for a week or whatever it is um, on that specific category. Uh, so yeah, there there are a lot of options there as well for for giving visibility, whether it's paid or again through the sort of the algorithmic stuff that I talked about earlier um, to to smaller podcasts. Cool. Yeah, that that's pretty cool. I, I would be interested in something like that. I mean, every little bit helps, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, hopefully, you know, we're hoping that that ads on Podchaser, you're, you're advertising directly to people who, who already listen to podcasts. Um, so we'd hopefully get a bit more um, kind of return on investment than, than just broadly Google or Facebook ads or that sort of thing. So. And, and would Podchaser as an entity then also be interested in sponsoring um, podcasts themselves? That's a good question. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, potentially, absolutely. Um, that that could be that could be something we'd, we'd look at down the line. We haven't talked about it yet, so I can't say yeah. one way or the other. But yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, are you guys working on any sort of a mobile situation right now for for Podchaser? Yes, yes. So actually, our um, our mobile ready website should be out in the next week or so. Um, We've had a lot of people mention that, and we're very much aware that that's um, that that's a priority for people. Um, you know, that that that's really just been a time issue. As I said, we're kind of we're all still working on it in our spare sure. time. So it was get as much done as we could by that beta date that we'd promised. <laughs> <laughs> Mobile didn't quite make the cut, but uh, no. Ryan, our designer, has been slaving away for the last couple of weeks, uh, getting that looking nice and much more usable. So that will be coming soon. Uh, and then we've talked about an app down the line. Um, that won't be real soon again, just because of our development resources. But, uh, sure. you know, we're, we're, we're talking to investors at the moment. We're hoping that sometime this year we'll, we'll get an influx of money that could for one, help us um, work on it more often and also hire more developers, including uh, likely 
a relative priority would be would be putting out an app for for mobile devices. Okay. Yeah, it, it's crazy. I mean, you know, how much we use our phones. Like, I just got a smartphone when we started the podcast because I, I dumped my little Go phone in the toilet. And I was like, well, <laughs> I guess we're done with that. Yeah. And my brother was like, here, I've got an old Samsung. I'll just, I'll give it to you. I was like, all right, cool. And, you know, now, you know, especially with the podcast. I mean, if it wasn't for that, I don't know so much, but it's always checking messages and emails and Twitter and, you know, there's Instagram and like all these different things. So, and everything's double, right? Like I have all my personal stuff and then all the podcast stuff. It's it's crazy. No, it, it very quickly becomes a fixture of your life. Absolutely. Mm. Um, so yeah, yeah. Mobile is definitely very important to us. Uh, one thing I should say is we're not, at least initially, <laughs> we're not trying to compete with the other player apps that are out there. Like there are, there are already, uh, unlike in the sort of directory aggregation rating style stuff where we, we, we really didn't think there were any, sorry, that's my son. Uh, <laughs> you know, you hear that. Uh, we really didn't think there were, there were any sort of uh, real quality um, competitors out there. The podcast apps themselves, there are a ton of great ones. You know, I use Pocket Cast myself. I know Overcast is, is really good. Um, podcast Addict, I think it is on, on Android, is really good. Um, you know, we're certainly not trying to trying to eat their lunch. Um, and and we're, we're, we're going to start reaching out to them soon, actually, because, you know, ideally we'd be integrating with them. That you, you go to Podchaser and you find a new podcast and you say, all right, add that to my Pocket Cast or to my Overcast or whatever. Um, so even when we do come out with an app, I think the focus will be, I mean, we'll always let you play episodes from within our app, of course, because that just makes sense. Um, but, but I think the focus would really be on, you know, it, being a really good companion to your, to your actual listening app. And, you know, the listening app is where you can set up the playlists and things that you actually want to listen to. You can, you know, you've got all the features in there for taking out your silence and whatever, you know, whatever you want to do as a hardcore podcast listener. But, um, sure. but, you know, we're hoping you'll, you'll come to us to then, um, you know, rate the episodes you listen to and see what people think about them and find new podcasts. Right. And that makes sense to me. I mean, I, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm not a business, you know, business guy, but you know, for those things to sort of work hand in hand and, you know, it's not, you know, more things available to the consumer in that regard to help find podcasts and rate and all those things. And, and like, even within the podcast community, I mean, we talk about other shows all the time. It's like, yeah, they're better. Go listen to them. If you don't like this, go find something that, that you like more. That's fantastic. But, you know, you can't just ignore it and be like, you know, nobody else does what we're doing or, you know, whatever yeah. so to dovetail yeah. those things together would to me sounds like, you know, match made in heaven. Absolutely. I, I find that that's something really unique about the podcast community. Um, and I don't know if it's just because podcasts and, you know, to be honest, I have Apple in some way to thank for this in that they never tried to uh, sort of put podcasts behind their, their doors. It was always RSS feeds that were open to the world, which means that you can write podcast apps that can, that can listen to them. Uh, you can write things like Podchaser, which can now just, you know, check people's feeds to see when they have new episodes without having to go through iTunes. Um, and so the, so the podcasting world has always been sort of this, this open, open landscape uh, where people can, um, can just publish their stuff, you know, uh, it, it's sort of really, um, you know, it, it's what the World Wide web is in general. Um, so, 
yeah, that that's a real benefit. And I find that the community itself has kind of taken from that in some way in that it is really open and people do tend to help each other out. And it's not this, well, you know, it's not a direct competition necessarily. It's if someone else comes out with a podcast or on, on a similar um, topic or whatever, you know, you tend to work together and, and, and like you said, talk about them and, you know, um, promo them or whatever, you know, have them guest on your show. Right. right. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, I'm, I'm hoping that the same thing will happen amongst the podcast apps from what I know and have seen of um, particularly pocket casts and, and the overcast devs. They seem like pretty good teams, you know, pretty friendly people. Um, and, and I'm hoping we can, we can work together with them to, to, yeah, to, to sort of have some mutual beneficial, mutually beneficial uh, uh, integration there. Cool. Yeah, I, I saw something online you guys posted, something like 60% of people in the U.S. are aware of what podcasting is now. And there must be hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, right? I mean, it's just it's ubiquitous now. I mean, prior to, I think, 2008, it was the first time I had ever even heard the term. And it was the, the Penny Arcade stuff that they did with uh, the release of fourth edition Dungeons & Dragons. I'm like, the yeah. hell is this? People recording D&D like this? All right, whatever. And from that point, like it just took off to, like I said, I was, I was probably listening to 20 different AP podcasts after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was probably my first introduction to any sort of uh, uh, role-playing podcast as well. Uh, but no, you're right. Like it's huge. There are hundreds of thousands. We've got over 350,000 podcasts um, in our database. Not all, like I said before, a large chunk of them are probably not active uh, anymore, but you know, the history, the, the history of them is still relevant. And, and so we want them in our database, of course. Sure. Um, but yeah, it is really taking off. And, you know, the stats we saw from a recent, um, from a recent survey, put it on par with Twitter for the amount of people who are like listening to podcasts on a regular basis at the very least. Uh, so yeah, that's huge. That's a huge, huge market. That's a huge amount of people who, who are aware of, of this, you know, art form in itself. So Cool. And uh, what do you think are some of the, the biggest challenges for podcasters today? For podcasters themselves? I mean, finding an audience is a huge one. Uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, anyone can start a podcast, really. Like the barrier to entry is really low, which is awesome. Uh, it certainly didn't take us much. You know, my friend Trevor and I, when we started our podcast, we'd been talking about it for six months. We literally said, one day when we were talking about it, well, let's just start recording tonight. And we did, and we've recorded every week since. So, you know, like I said, the barrier to entry is really low. We didn't have any special equipment. We just, you know, we'd done a bit of reading up on, on what you do and we fired up audacity and put our crappy headsets on and, <laughs> and away we went. Um, but having said that, we still only get 50 odd, you know, downloads an episode. Uh, and, and it's just, it's hard to, it's hard to grow that. It's definitely hard to, to make people, to help people find their audience. Uh, and I think there is an audience out. I think there is more of a, a large audience out there for a lot of these smaller, more niche podcasts, uh, that just don't have the marketing or don't have the celebrity, you know, um, names to, to get it out there. Um, so that's definitely, I think that's the biggest challenge. The other one is analytics, mm -hmm. actually knowing how many people are listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, which is something we, you know, 
Podchaser is going to try to help there, uh, but again, it's sort of a symptom of how open the, the format is. Our podcasts are literally just audio files sitting out there on a server on the internet somewhere, and nobody can, can track all of those. Uh, except the service, you know, this, even the servers themselves can only track, hey, someone downloaded it. They can't tell you if someone listened to it. They can't, you know. Um, right. Whether, whether, yeah, anyway, we'll, we'll provide analytics for podcasts, for episodes that are listened on the Podchaser site because, again, that's where we do have some control. We know that someone hit pause at, you know, 39 minutes and then hit play again five minutes later or whatever, you know, you can, you can get that sort of detail. And I know that Apple Podcasts, that's another one of the things that they've... And again, that's where it has to happen, and it has to happen at the listener level, um, or the, the player level, I guess. Sure. sure. Um, so that, that's definitely one of the real challenges, and you're never going to get all of it because, again, like that's we can only give you analytics on people who play through Podchaser. Apple can only give you analytics on people who play through their app. And granted, that's probably for a long time going to be a large chunk of people. But, right. <laughs> But uh, you're never going to get the whole the whole pie, you know. Right, right. Yeah, it's, I've always downloaded everything manually because I'm not that smart, I guess. Um, you know, I don't have things, you know, all up in the queue, and I, you know, it's easier for me to keep track of stuff that way. So I'm not listening anywhere other than an MP3 player. So, so I mean, it's, it tracks that's the download. So your stats might be accurate for people. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah. There are definitely a lot of people who you know set up their set up their podcatchers to subscribe to those 20 podcasts and, and then never catch up on half of them. And you know, they, they all count as hits for those people. It makes them feel good. I'm sure. But yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. listening stats. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I, I, I do like monthly stats for the show and everything. And it's, you know, sometimes frustrating, sometimes exciting, but like you say, you know, the accuracy, you know, who knows, like, like we, we use SoundCloud to host our RSS and, um, you know, it, it gives fairly good analytics, but if people aren't logged in, I don't, you know, it's just some generic other, you know. That's it, yeah. So. Yeah, no, it's it's really difficult. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Podchaser will be able to help a little bit there, hopefully, but uh, that, that's just a general a general uh, uh, problem with with the the industry as a whole, so. Sure, sure. Um, where, it's popped in my head. Where do you see podcasting going in the future? I mean, is this kind of like status quo? We're going to be where we're at? Or is this like, you know, it's almost like new media at this point. Like people don't read the paper and, uh, you know, the news, like pff, I don't ever watch the news anymore because it's just horrible. So, <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Um, I don't know. Uh, because, I mean, the same thing happened. I mean, it's been happening for years um, in other in other mediums, you know, just being able to publish on the internet at all, you know, created that that same sort of thing with people blogging. Um, and for a long while, it looked like that was you know, that's why newspapers were going to fail because everybody was everybody was blogging about things and that's where people were reading stuff. And then that kind of went away as as the rise of social media came about. Uh, and now everyone turns to Facebook, but, you know, there's still a lot of traditional journalism and stuff going, you know, I don't think that's going to go away. And I think you're always going to have your big players and, and, and your sort of your small, your small fish, but, you know, those small fish are, uh, are valuable. And just like you have people who have their niche little blogs or who get a ton of followers on Facebook or YouTube, for example, you know, same sort of thing with YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you just get, communities gathering around around them and 
and I mean, inevitably, it's about the personalities, uh, really. Um, you know, like like you said earlier off air, I think like nobody goes into podcasting to make money, and and you do it for the love of it. So, um, yeah, if you get lucky, you get lucky, and hopefully, you do build a bit of a community uh, around yourself, and, and you become part of that. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I don't know how much it's going to change. Inevitably, it will, but I think it'd be a big shift. It'd have to be a really, it'd be a difficult shift away from the current way that things work, I think. Uh, I mean, it probably would, as much as I hate to say it, take someone like Apple um, to really put their full force behind it and say, no, this is the way podcasts work now. And I mean, if they did that, everyone would just have to go with it. But it would, it would, it would make some waves, you know. They did something like, if they did something so drastic that every podcast player out there had to change the way they work, like that's no small thing. So <clears throat> I, I think we're going to stick with how we are for the time being. I think it's going to grow. Uh, I think you're going to get um, more people finding out about podcasts and listening to podcasts that might otherwise not have. And yeah, I mean, obviously we're hoping Podchaser will be somewhere near the middle of that and helping people, helping people find them and helping people listen and, yeah, and helping people communicate about them, build those sure. communities. You know. Yep, absolutely. Um, what What do you What do you listen? To? You said you listen, You uh, got in at the at the Penny Arcade spot, which I guess maybe like in history will be like you know the birth of podcasts for so many people. Um, <laughs> what, what's on well, your normal playlist? Um, so I, I think what actually got me started with podcasts was um, Kevin Smith with Smodcast yep. way back in the day. Uh, I think he started in 2005 or something crazy. Uh, you know, he's been going a long time. Uh, I'm pretty sure I went to his website every week to find the MP3 again. Like, I don't think I'll even, you know, loading it into any sort of app. So for a long time it was Kevin Smith and, you know, he obviously grew his sort of podcasting empire and everything that's come out of that. Um, but lately, lately it's the McElroys. My brother, my brother and me and... I'm sure you're aware of the adventure zone, which is obviously another big, um, actual play podcast. Uh, and they're sort of all their connecting stuff. Those are sort of my big, the big ones on my playlist that I keep up with because I keep up with now. Um, I don't listen to a lot of other role playing ones. I haven't kept up on, I know Penny Arcade has their C team going now, which is the, the live streamed one. Um, but I haven't really been keeping up with that. Um, and then, yeah, a lot of the, the gaming podcasts uh, from Australia in the Australasian, Australasian Gaming Podcast Network that BitStorm is part of. Um, so I keep up with Reset Gaming there and the Inconsolables and a few others. So, um, yeah, to be honest, I don't, as, as ironic as this is, considering I am a podcaster and, and developing Podchaser, I don't get a lot of time to listen to podcasts these days. Um, yeah, you know, my, my go-to time for podcasts is when I'm doing the dishes and... I've been so busy with Podchaser that the dishes have been <laughs> piling up. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I, I have a follow-up to that, but I forgot to get my cord. Yep. I am so completely unprepared. Give me like one second to go grab my, no uh, my cord. I can't believe I did that. I'm sitting here looking like, why is my computer going? Oh, geez. I didn't grab the cord. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so, you know, you, you list at least the, you know, one actual play podcast. Do you get a chance to play yourself at all or no? 
role-playing games, that is. Not for a while, not for a while. Um, and to be honest, I haven't done a whole lot of role-playing games as much as I would really like to. <laughs> uh, I have kind of a funny story about that because my dad used to play D&D and he had D&D handbooks. Okay. And I think they were, they were first or second edition. I'm not sure. They were something way back. And I used to sit there and I used to love looking through particularly the monster manual and just checking out all these. At the time, they were just these little black and white drawings in, in, the, in the monster manual of all the different things. And for some reason, all the way through school and high school, it never clicked that this was a game I could play if I got some friends together and figured out how it worked, <laughs> that I could sit there and play it. Uh, and I'm sure I knew people in high school who played and it just, it never kind of clicked. And it wasn't until literally in my late 20s that I found, that I found a bit, well, it was when I started going to PAX and stuff actually, because I moved to Canada and lived there for six years and I was going to, um, down to, uh, down to PAX in Seattle and, um, and across to PAX Easter once, I think the same year you, you must've gone. Cause I think that t-shirt is from when I was there. I think I have the same one. <laughs> yeah, from, uh, 2012. Went to, oh, my, I think it was 2011 that I was there anyway, mm. um, in Boston, but I went to all the Seattle ones, but, uh, no, it wasn't until then that I started, that I really started playing and I bought the handbooks and I, um, to be honest, I DM'd before I even played. Uh, I, I just kind of picked it up and I, I DM'd a few games for my friends and, and then, you know, had, had a few here, here and there that other people DM'd as well. And, uh, and the occasional kind of, kind of pick up game with a, with a local role playing group or with other groups of friends. So I've definitely played here or there. It's really, it's, it's one of these things that's always appealed to me and I love the idea of it. And for whatever reason, I've just never been able to find a really good group to get, to get together with regularly. Um, but no, I, I, I love it. I've got a ton of the books. <laughs> um, and I, yeah, I just, I never get to actually run a game, but. Yeah, it, it's hard. I mean, it's hard to find a group and it's hard to, you know, schedule, you know, everybody's got different things and, you know, we're, you know, friends with so many other podcasters and try to get people like we, everything that I play now is everything online. Uh, yeah. We're running oh, five yeah. campaigns on the podcast yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everything's through Google hangout. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's so, a great way to do it. I mean, it's another thing. I don't know if you've used roll 20 or anything like that. Like I haven't, but I know of it. Yeah. Yeah. A few years ago that before roll 20 came out, I started writing basically something similar to Roll20 and I, I only oh. spent a week on it. I should have kept going. I only spent a week. Like I didn't follow through on that one. Um, but like that's, a, that's something that's great for, for gaming groups because, yeah, you can, you can play remotely and um, it's just perfect for it. Uh, but, yeah, that, that's the thing. That it, it's very time-consuming, particularly as a DM, uh, which I inevitably was just because I was sort of the one who was most organized uh, mm. at the time. <laughs> And, you know, you have to, it's hours of prep, um, usually. To be a good DM, I think yeah. you need hours of prep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I'd love to, I'd love for one of my friends to start DMing a game that I could just show up to once every few weeks so I didn't actually have to do too much in between. <laughs> Trevor. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm lucky. Yeah, maybe, maybe, can... maybe if we start a third podcast, then I'll get him to DM something and we'll actually make something happen. It has to be in podcast form, just like you. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so I'm lucky. I get to play everything. I'm I'm not GMing anything. I was I had a fourth edition game going before the podcast, you know, kind of started to take off. And I'm like, 
I, I can't do, you know, a couple hours on the, you know, trying to get stuff together for a game and then, you know, four or five hours to play and it's like, uh, I'm out. So the, the game wound up dwindling away, but my daughter and her boyfriend decided they want to start playing D and D. I'm super excited. I, oh, I started making awesome. all kinds of terrain. I went out and bought a horde of the dragon queen. Yes. And, that's um, what I'm waiting for. My oldest yeah. is only three, so I've got a little while oh. away. <laughs> Mine will be 17 in October. So Okay, yeah. Well, I, I have um, a three-year-old son and twin one-year-old girls, so at least I'll have a whole party there ready for me once they're old enough. So. Yep. Oh, Trevor okay. says, uh, uh, AGPN actual play podcast sounds good, so you're, you're good. <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea, actually. I'm sure we could find a few guys. Well, girls on there for, uh, for as long as, again, like I said, as long as someone else DMs it. <laughs> <laughs> now, does listening to an actual play podcast sort of scratch that itch for you a little bit? So you don't, because you don't get a chance to play, does it substitute at all for you? Uh, you know, a little bit, but unfortunately what it does more is give me ideas on how I could run a game. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like, no, I don't have time to do that. Um, yeah, I need to, I need to get more people listening to it so they can get the ideas to run the game that I can play. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I, I will, I will forever steal ideas, you know, write stuff down if I ever, well, now that I'm going to be running again, at least a little bit, um, Absolutely. to try to, you know, supplement the, the, uh, available information with some other things. I, I've, I've got a half of a notebook of stuff that I've, you know, picked up from other actual play podcasts and like, that'd be really cool. And this encounter and I'm just jot down that idea. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, that's the, that's the wonderful thing about, about role playing in small groups like that. You know, chances are the people who you're playing with haven't, well, maybe in your case they have because you're all podcasters, but, you know, chances are they, were, they weren't watching the same episode, so it's all new to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, no, it was, I, I, um, I think it was Scott Kurtz from, from PVP actually once who said he just started running games that were basically just the plots of movies, uh, but translated into whatever setting they're in. It's great. Mm -hmm. They've already got a great three-act structure, some, some drama. Most yep. people don't notice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Movies, books, like yeah. I said, other podcasts. Yeah, absolutely. Beg, borrow, and steal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> those, are, those are the key M's tricks. Everybody thinks it's, you know, long hours and everything else. It's like, no, I watched this movie and I took a handful of notes and we're ready to play. <laughs> <laughs> Just came up with some character names and, you know. <laughs> absolutely. All right. Uh, so what, what's next on the list for, for Podchaser? What are you guys planning for? What, what's coming up in the future? Uh, so what I was working on today was the ability to change your username. So that's really exciting. Um, <laughs> there's, okay. actually, <clears throat> there's a bunch of that just sort of standard application stuff that's really tedious and boring to write, but like we need to have it in there. Uh, but no, some of the more exciting stuff, um, like, like I talked about, podcasters being able to claim their pages, that's going to be a big one. Um, we're going to be bringing in uh, custom lists. So at the moment you can save your podcast to a list or, your, or particular episodes to a list, uh, but it's all in one place. Uh, but the idea has always been that uh, you'll be able to save it into, a, you know, give your list a name, have it as many lists as you want, uh, you know, write notes against each item in the list if you want to remember why it's in a particular list. Uh, and then once we're public, make them particularly shareable. 
So the next time you're on Reddit or on Facebook and someone says, hey, I'm looking for new comedy podcasts, you can just put a link directly to your top 10 comedy podcasts or whatever, you know, in Podchaser and, and you've already got it there and you've got reasons why they're good and, and whatever, that sort of thing. Cool. Uh, so that's that's coming up. And then obviously we haven't talked about this much despite the fact that we are supposed to be the IMDb of podcasts is the functionality around people. Uh, so again, this is from the very beginning. And in fact, if you go back to that Reddit thread from a year ago, we were, we were talking about it in there was the ability to have a, uh, a page in pot on Podchaser for, I mean, ideally, hopefully down the line, everybody who's involved in a podcast, uh, obviously the hosts and guests are going to be a big part of that, but even the crew and different the producers and different people, you know, there are different types of podcasts out there and that, you know, it, they don't just follow the host guests sort of structure. Uh, but yeah, we want to, we want you to be able to go to, uh, the page of a particular person, see the podcast that they host, see episodes of other podcasts that they were guests on, obviously have a bit of a bio there, their Twitter handle, their social media stuff. Uh, we'll be letting people claim those pages themselves so that the, the podcasters themselves can, uh, can manage those pages to a certain degree. Uh, and yeah, and then that will be visible. Uh, obviously on the, you know, you'll go to an episode page and you'll see these are the people who hosted it. These are the people who are guests on it. User contributions uh, to one, add those where they're missing uh, and two, uh, vote up and down whether they're correct or not. Uh, you, you know, we will, we will be doing some automation where we pull names out of the, the episode descriptions and such, uh, which will give us sort of um, just a baseline. Uh, for who might might have been in those episodes, but obviously a lot of times people mentioned the names of people who weren't actually in an episode. So we'll we'll let our users specify that, and we might keep it in there. We might say this person was mentioned in this episode, right? But sure. uh, if they actually were a guest on that episode, then they'll get that designation, and you know we'll we'll let people say how relevant uh, those things are. Yeah. So that okay. that's going to cool. be that's obviously a big one. And that that's one of the things that that's really going to set us apart as well. If we can, if we can really get that working and get that critical mass of people needed to, f to flesh out that data. Well, that sounds awesome. Um, I'm excited to be a part of the beta. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, th thanks for your support on that. Absolutely. Uh, we've, yeah, we've, we've, it's been great. We've, we've been sort of overwhelmed by the feedback and it's been almost completely positive. So. Cool. And, and how long do you expect to stay in beta before you start to make other subtle changes? Uh, well, we'll be making a lot of changes all the way through beta, obviously. We'll probably, and in fact, I only just thought of this today. It's not necessarily the fact, but we'll probably move to an open beta at some point. So it'll still be, it'll still be somewhat, uh, you know, it won't be necessarily a final thing. I mean, to be honest, what website is ever actually final? We'll be adding things constantly, but uh, I'd, I'd say, um, Three to six months will be well. I'm hoping closer to three months. We'll be in closed beta. Uh, you know, we we want to open it up as soon as we can because that's the point where people can start sharing things, uh, and that's really that's sort of one of our big pillars of our functionality is we want this stuff to be nicely shareable. Um, one of the features we hadn't talked about down the line actually is we and there are other people doing some of this sort of thing, but we want people to be able to, share, to be able to share specific segments of a podcast as well. Um, whether we go the route that other people have been doing of actually encoding that into a video that people can post on social media or just a link that takes you to the episode page and, you know, plays a segment of it particularly and maybe has a little note that that person has left on, on why they shared this, you know, this particular segment. 
Um, but yeah, the, the, the shareability is is obviously a big deal. It's hard to share audio right now, and you know we we're not going to solve all the problems with that, but we, <laughs> we hope that we can solve some of the podcast specific ones. Okay, cool, cool. Um, I so I, we should probably start into like end show stuff here, but I, so I have a thing called the final five that I'll throw at you. There are five okay. geeky, nerdy questions, kind of like a, a you know a yes or no sort of thing, but you can expound on those answers. It feels like I haven't done this in forever, um, so I have these for you. But is there anything else you want to throw out here as we sort of get into end show? Uh, I th- just come and check out Podchaser. Um, you know, if you can't find a beta key, just talk to us. We'll we'll, we'll give you one. Um, you can check out the Slack that's in our footer, uh, or, or email us, or find us on Facebook or Twitter. Just search for Podchaser there. Uh, obviously, you can use the Legends of Tabletop um, key, which you guys have, uh, to get in there as well. Um, and give us feedback. Give us re- feature requests. Tell us if there if there are any bugs. Tell us what we could be doing better. Um, yeah, we, we're we're looking for for feedback from everybody. Awesome. Cool. All right. So we'll jump into the final five. I'll just throw them out at you with no uh, pre-preparation. No, I have not seen these questions. I don't know what's coming. <laughs> All right. So the first one is Star Trek or Star Wars? Trek, definitely. Uh, I, I like Star Wars, the most recent Star Wars. I, I like where they're going with Star Wars with the more recent stuff. Um I don't have the full-on hate for the prequels that everyone else does, but they're definitely uh, inferior to the original trilogy. Uh, but no, I, I, I don't know. Trek always just grabbed me uh, a bit better with its sort of more interesting sci-fi stories, you know, particularly I think Next Generation is probably my favourite series there. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to see what they do with this new one, hesitantly. Yeah. <laughs> Is it more like the tech and then like the, you know, the moral dilemma, especially like with new generation, like it's always, you know, it's not just, we're going to shoot them up. It, you know, it's That's more. Yeah, of... there, yeah. There's a bit more morality there and it is just, they, they just pull out some interesting sci-fi stuff, uh, you know, um, whether it's sort of things around time travel or what the implications of different tech, you know, transporters or holodecks or, or whatever. And then some of the, I mean, some of my favorite ones were just the more sort of introspective um, episodes that they did. Um, you know, the, I think the one that is a lot of people's favorites is the inner light where Picard sort of finds himself living this entire life uh, within, within his head. No spoilers, sorry. But, um, <laughs> but uh, it's good for the bang, bang, shoot up kind of action-y, you know, Wild West kind of stuff, right? And And the characters and the costumes and you know i love star wars but star star trek just definitely sort of holds a, a more special place in my heart yeah star wars is very black and white very spaghetti western it's, it's yeah. pretty clear cut yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um uh trevor no bradley said stargate actually uh, <laughs> uh my ex-wife was really into stargate so i kind of that's not on my radar anymore <laughs> oh, gosh, okay <laughs> I never actually watched it, so take some of my nerd cred away, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, tabletop or video games? Uh, video games are definitely they've they've been my love for a long time ever since I was a kid. Uh, 
I love the idea of tabletop as we talked about though. It's just, it's, it's a hell of a lot easier to sit down with a video game by yourself. And I mostly play single player. Like I barely ever get any time for online. Sure. I used to obviously as a, like as a teenager, when I had a lot more time, uh, I, I would play a lot more online. I miss land parties. I really miss land parties. Mm. Uh, but um, yeah, I'd, I'd have to say video games there as much as I do love playing a good tabletop game. There's so much more imagination in the tabletop game, which the, the potential is so much greater, but Video right. games are that quick fix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. DC or Marvel? Marvel. Uh, I started with DC. Like, Dad had a lot of Superman comics. So if I was going to, if it was any DC character, I'd be a Superman guy. Um, not really a big fan of what they did with the recent movies. Yeah, they've been but, terrible. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But well, I sort of. Well, this would be fantastic. I, it, yeah, I'm hoping so. I haven't seen it yet. We're going to go soon. Um, my wife and I really want to see that. Um, although the new Spider-Man's actually really good too, so I want to see that too. <laughs> um, yeah, they, these days I'm definitely more Marvel. Uh, I mean, in the movies, they've definitely just done a whole lot better. But uh, sort of, again, I came to comics kind of late in a way. Like I, I read a lot of them because my dad had them. But uh, to actually sort of start buying and collecting, it wasn't until my mid-20s that I really started doing that. And... Um, I got into Spider-Man, like started when the ultimate Spider-Man started up, I was collecting those and, and really enjoyed those. And I went back and read a bunch of the old ones. And since then I've read a bunch of Daredevil and other, other stuff. Uh, again, I'm not, a, I'm not a huge comic books guy. I like a lot of the indie stuff as well. And a lot of the non-superhero stuff, mm-hmm. um, like Fables is really good. I've got a good collection of those. And, um, this is superhero, but invincible. I quite like that. Um, which is one of the image ones, but, but no, Marvel, there you go. <laughs> okay. uh, sci-fi or fantasy? Uh, definitely sci-fi. Um, I, I, I read fantasy here and there. Uh, I prefer fantasy in book form. Then I find that TV and movies often don't do fantasy really well. Whacking. Um, sci-fi I mean, I prefer sci-fi and book form too, really, but I feel like it translates a bit better to movies, particularly. TV can be hit and miss, but really good really good TV sci-fi is really good, I find. Right. Um, it's almost at either end. I feel like there's a lot of cheesy TV sci-fi out there um, that just kind of follows formulas and, and doesn't really try anything new. It's a whole uh, network when for a good, that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> exactly. Um but yeah, when, when, when a good sci-fi movie comes out, like that's always, I don't know, that, 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 when it works well, it's, it's really good. All right. So. And the last one is, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Uh, the ability to freeze time so I could actually get some shit done or play video <laughs> games or whatever. Either that or not needing sleep. That's kind of for the same reason. Mm, yeah. I, you know, I, I can, I can second that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've got kids too. So I think that's when that started. <laughs> yeah. Kids kind of took it out of you. But. Yeah. It, it's, you know, between work and the podcast and the kid and, you know, just like regular, I'm divorced. So, you know, regular house stuff, there's nobody to do it. So it's like, no. you know, I'll lament, Oh, you know, I wish I had four more hours in the day and people are like, well, just stay up later. And I'm like, <laughs> Well, I sleep in about four hours or five hours now. Like, I don't, it's not really an option. 
Yeah, it's not really tenable then. No, yeah, that's, that's it. It would be something around time. I don't know. Give me a Harry Potter time turner or something. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Just give me some more time to get, <laughs> get stuff done. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's all I've got for you. It was a pleasure to have you on. We're excited to be part of the the, the beta for Podchaser. It seems like a wonderful program. You know, have a lot of options. There's a lot of cool things that are coming up. And, and you know, we're excited to, you know, to see you guys really succeed and, and for this to be like a huge thing. Yeah. Thanks very much. Yeah, it was great. Great coming on. And it's like, I think this is the first time I've been interviewed in this way. So it was a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, yeah. Thanks for the support and definitely keep, keep talking about us and <laughs> keep, yeah. uh, keep checking out the better. And, and, uh, and yeah, we've got, there's a lot of potential there and we've got a lot of good features coming out. So cool. Awesome. We've got links in the show notes for all your stuff, your Twitter, yeah. Twitter for, for pod chaser and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I'll, Bitstorm, listen to Bitstorm. We need more listeners. <laughs> I, don't know if I, I think I put a link for Bitstorm in there too. I think you did. You did. I think. Yeah. Awesome. See, I'm on top of it. <laughs> yeah, you got it. <laughs> all right. So I'll give out all of our stuff here as well. You can find this cool content and all of our other awesome stuff at Legends of Tabletop. We're on Twitter at Legends Tabletop. No of. Uh, we're on iTunes, you know, Feedburner, Stitcher, Google Play. The cat's face looks huge in the friggin' screen. It's really <laughs> weird. It's throwing me off. Um, yeah, you can use, uh, you know, go to the Podchaser beta, put in Legends of Tabletop, all lowercase, and uh, get in there on the beta for that. Uh, follow us on Instagram. We're on Facebook, and we appreciate all your likes and follows and comments and all those things. Uh, thank you for checking it out, and we'll catch all you guys next time. All right. See you later. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop broadcast network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.